Many months have come and gone since I wandered from my home in those Oklahoma hills where I was born. The beautiful Oklahoma hills. Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned. Yet I feel many like lessons I have learned. I still belong. Everybody sing at home. Here we go. In the Indian nation, the road my pony on the reservation in the Oklahoma hills. The Oklahoma hills actually is where we are today. And uh, this song was actually wrote about the Osage. And a lot of things haven't changed when you think about this area. Rub Chat Live today. Right here in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, in the Osage. Oh, it's going to be a good day at Rump Chat. We are actually sitting in one of my favorite places, um, where uh, a place that's cost me a lot financially over the years from my wife, Ashley, uh, shopping. And um, as the Christmas season is approaching, um, it's like the old, there's a, uh, the comedian that be like, bitches be shopping. <laughs> they be shopping. You can't stop one from shopping. And, and we are in the Osage Outfitters which is not just a Western store per se. Like when you think Western store, you know, not Boot Barn or Cavenders, this is actually a Western store that not only features awesome stuff, like actual cowboy hats, not like the, you know, the shitty pre, pre, uh, pre-creased black hats that you get to go to the Tim McGraw concert, and it doesn't have the spurs that uh bikers wear like it's it's all actual um western stuff but like besides that it's also boutique-ish in that there is all the stuff uh that women like a lot of cool um i don't know boutique stuff but uh it's it's one of my favorite places in the osage and one of the guys the what well, one of the guys the main man uh, who owns the store, who's a friend of mine, who shapes all my wonderful resist-all hats. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that because I don't know if he yeah. sells resist-all. Right. But when I uh, wore a Rodeo King hat, yep. they were shaped yep. here. Uh, welcome to Rump Chat today, a Rump Chat listener, and probably one of the coolest guys that you'll meet in the Pawhuska area from right here as we go to my new favorite button, the great Joey Lee. Thanks, man. Thanks for oh, having me. Hold on a second. got to do that again. I mess it up. I'm still new with this board. The great Joey Lee. Thank you, everybody. A large crowd here at Osage Outfitters. Joey, welcome to the one and only The Rump Chat. Oh, man, thanks for having me. Is this not awesome. cool that you're on here? Because so cool. one thing I like, sometimes I'll be driving, and I won't even, I don't even think sometimes about who listens and who doesn't. And I'll get a phone call, and you will say, that was some funny yeah. shit right <laughs> there. I love it. I absolutely uh, I haven't hadn't done a lot of podcasts as far as listening or anything. Definitely hadn't been on one, but hadn't listened a whole lot. My wife um, told me I've, you've got to start this. <laughs> I've listened to every episode. Yes, I just die laughing. So that's what gets me down the road for sure. Well, yeah, and that's that's uh that's what you know we're trying to do, and, and that's why I've been wanting to get you on for a long time because um, this is like I said one of my favorite places because the one thing and. You feature one of our one of our sponsors of Rump Chat is Pendleton Whiskey. Oh yeah! And when you come to Osage Outfitters, you buy a hat. Joey is a outstanding hat shaper. Okay, and I mean not not just bend around like 
can do the actual hat shapes. And while you are getting your hat shaped, you can enjoy a wonderful glass of Pendleton whiskey. <laughs> Definitely. And I know that because, what was it? Was it last Christmas, I guess, that I came in to have a hat shaped, and three hours later, Ashley had to carry me to the car? Yeah, yeah that's so, exactly right. So don't do that. Drink responsibly. Yeah. But <laughs> Joey, uh, talk a little bit. We're Pawhuska, Oklahoma, is changed tremendously over the last uh, I don't even know how many years. I, yeah. I've been coming here for a long time, but, you know, Paul Huska, talk about the change to where it was just, you know, a little cow town. Now it's, oh. you you will be walking through the airport and you'll see a 72-year-old woman with a Paul Huska t-shirt on. Exactly. Yeah, it, um, when we first opened, we opened in 2013 and my wife and I had talked about doing a store for a few years and... She had she had managed a couple boutiques and uh, was a general manager for a Western store. Wanted to get back towards home, um, but didn't want it to be the normal cookie-cutter store. So that's why we kind of pushed it the route we went. And when we first got here, we were one of four retail stores in town, and that was almost nine years ago. And, you know, it was – everybody calls it a ghost town or washed up or um, – and it, it was, it was really quiet. And the customers that we were care, caring for were the ranches and, you know, the ranchers, the cowboys, yeah. their wives. But that was pretty much everything that was here. We had a little bit of tourism going to the tall grass prairie to see the buffalo. and um, But definitely nothing like this. As soon as the Pioneer Woman came in, Reed yeah. Woman. Yeah, now, <laughs> it, the Pioneer Woman. Everybody yeah. <laughs> everybody ask about the Pioneer Woman. Oh, man. But that's, it's a real thing. The Drummond Ranch is real. It's real. Yeah. It's real. And it's, you know, it's one of those iconic ranches, especially for Oklahoma um, and for Osage County, of course. Ree and Loud have been here forever. They've run cows. They've got um, got guys working for them. They've got ranches here. They've got ranches in Kansas. And restarted a blog and started doing recipes and kicked off with a cookbook and then we finally everything was pretty close to the chest for the first little bit they bought the building across the road from us which is the the mercantile which is the mercantile and it is like uh now <laughs> this might sound wrong joey but it's it's like the Pawhuska cracker barrel uh, i mean in a way it's <laughs> yeah. it's really it's great it's food but food. it's it's um it's Cracker Barrel esque in that it's a gift shop, right? Right. But it's also an a, it's an amazing restaurant. Yes, definitely. Food's amazing. She, you know, when they bought the building, the funny part is Callie and I actually looked at the building um, when we first came to Pusca. Had no idea Ree was buying it, and you know, pipe dream. The building was huge. It was in terrible shape. I thought, man, this would be awesome for somebody to fix up. Had no idea it would be the Pioneer Woman. Yeah, and. We were actually open almost two years before it came out that she was the one that bought it and what her plans were for it. So, so she had that for two years before she even did anything with it. She had it. Well, she had it about. Um, I think she had architects coming in, the, probably within the first nine months that they purchased it. Construction started on it. Um, I guess a little after two years that we were open. Right. Yeah. And then it it took a. It was a four year project. So it was. It was huge, huge undertaking. She took it down. It was pretty cool. That was a speakeasy, so they found, you know, the whiskey bottles and the old stuff that were that, in that building. The, uh, the, the one side in the mercantile uh, has a huge, uh, where they were starting to tear off the sidewall. Yeah. 
That's right. It says like uh, the biscuit company. What's it say? Ashley knows. I don't know. I think it says something biscuit company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that that was all painted on the side before they right. built onto it or something. Yep. So it is a it's a cool place. It's awesome. Yeah. But so you guys were actually here before the Pioneer Woman. We were here before. Take yeah, that, Reed Drummond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're here. Just kidding, Reed. Well, yeah, just kidding. Uh, you're gonna listen, but <laughs> I love you, Reed. Uh, yeah, uh, about four years, almost exactly four years prior to the Mercantile opening. And when you first opened, like, Osage Outfitters, one of the things cool is, like, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Office Space, but when they're talking about tchotchkes, <laughs> when they're like, you can get a burger anywhere. People come to tchotchkes for, you know, the flair. Yes, that's so right. So this place has flair because it's, it's like you said, it's not cookie cutter. It's in this old building, but, like, it's just cool as shit. Like, it's, it, it's an old barry. It's almost... Like the Irma Hotel, like with the uh, yeah, with the with the roof with the uh, and everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's definitely cool and and it it fits. That's you know, and that was one that was definitely my wife that she told me what she wanted up and that's what I built. But as far as the building, the bones were here. You know, there was a lot of it that was hidden. But um, did it come with both sides when you first bought it, or the side we're on because there's. There's actually, well, we'll get into that later, but there's three sides, but there's a main side, and you walk through a, a, a door, a, a big door, and then you got the the boot side, which, why we're talking about awesome shit, like, I'm not talking about cheap Tony Llamas, no offense, Fred Betcher, but I mean, we're talking custom custom boots you can actually ranch in. Right. So it's it's two sides, but was this side all... Open no, this and we're is... gonna put videos on our on our Instagram. So okay. if you're listening to this, go to Rump Chat on Instagram, and we're gonna post videos showing this awesome place that we're in. Yeah, no, we started out with the one side, um, and it just happened. You know, when we first got to Pahuska, there was like I said, there was only four retail stores here. What were the four retail stores? Oh, uh, Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sonic. Had That's just not opened. a retail store. Yeah. No, we had. Um, there was actually a uh, Indian dancewear was actually in this building that we're sitting in. Really? And that's where, you know, they were doing a lot of the ribbon work and bells and stuff for the powwows that they have. Um, there was a gift shop right on the outside of town was Mud Pies. Um, and then Clifton's was right on Main Street, which was an older couple owned it. And uh, they carried all the Pendleton blankets that, you know, during some of the ceremonies, that's what they gift each other's right like it's so so you so uh gosh nine years ago that that was uh, that doesn't sound that long ago but i was thinking i've started clowning in 2011 full-time and uh man here we are in almost 22 22, i know almost 22 so like you kind of beat the rush because uh because of redrumming uh i mean the town has exploded into a tourist Absolutely. destination like absolutely i and I, I don't and and i'm glad for it but i mean she really has kind of glorified You're exactly like right. the the whole process absolutely yeah she's made the everybody wants to be a cowboy again and it's drawing you, you know the tourists now when they first opened we never of course we never thought this was going to happen when we opened the store we were really pushing for um service in the ranch industry yeah that's what's up here i mean there's oil and ranch that's pretty much what's here so that's what we were servicing never thought it would end up being a tourist or a destination but um she's made it cool again where everybody and now you know i 
when we had people tell us they drove from Tulsa to come up and shop with us, I thought, man, that's a that's a jam to get up here to want to look at boots. But I I think the that people in this day and age, in you know, in Rump Chat, we push agriculture or in, in the country, but I think that people like to drive out here because it is great to get out of town. That's right. I mean, especially in the Christmas season, uh, with everything being back ordered and this and that and and the people in the right. malls and just like it, I, I and I know some people love living in town. Not me. I I, I hate it. I love being out in the country and you know uh, the drive. Let's go to Pawhuska. Yeah. Get out. They you know because uh, I, I read a, a stat the other day that uh, it's talking about people live in the city. You know how like I always think how could you live in Dallas? Because you know because yeah, of all the crime and drugs. Yeah. And. Uh, Whatever, uh, but the thing that is, most of these people that live in a city, they don't leave a ten mile radius ever. That's exactly for right. months and months at a time. You know, they have their house, they have their work, they have their grocery store, they have their gym. Like they don't leave anywhere. And I'm thinking, how in the hell could you not. sit in Dallas, Texas? You're exactly right. It it's funny. I've got uh, I've got some cousins. I was giving a lot of grief to that are down around Tulsa, and I told them, you know, if we had an event or something, come up. You know, we're going to be shaping hats, hanging out. And they said, oh, man, it's a that's an hour drive. That's just kind of a long way. And I thought, man, we're, I'm 30 minutes to my house from here. Yeah. So I, it, but like you said, it's different if you grew up in the city and you don't. Well, but here's here's the, the argument for that. In the city, because last year during the NFR when it was in Dallas or, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Texas. You know, people, well, that's an hour drive. Well, if you live in the F- Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Right. It's an hour drive anywhere, anywhere you go. That's exactly It's right. an hour drive for 20 minutes, but I think that people like to get out of the, They want to drive through the country. Right. They want to see the open prairie because people are tired of being on top of each other. Absolutely. And I don't know about you. You probably feel the same, but, like, I I have my California friends uh-huh. that I love to death. Yep. But a lot of times, like, oh, by God, why you live in Oklahoma? I'm like, you know why? <laughs> Because you guys don't want to come here. I don't you, want people to come here. I like absolutely. I like to pee off my back porch and not have to worry absolutely. about. Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, the, but once you get here, though, it's it's not just you don't just come. You can go to uh, the Ben Johnson Museum. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you can go. There's gift shops everywhere. There's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Besides the the mercantile and you know, free plug re. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the you are right next door to P Town Pizza. That's right. Which is. Outstanding! Believe, yeah. Do you do you guys just uh, do you guys eat there a lot? You're like, man, I'm in the store. Let's just go to get some pizza. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's it's almost ridiculous now. The my two little girls can walk up the stairs, and I know they're fine because everybody knows their name. We're in there all the time. Yeah, it's constant. It's dangerous. So it's but you know the what you have here. It's not just a stop by and go shopping. It's a it's kind of an experience just to come to Pasca, which yeah. I think is great and. I don't want to mean this derogatory. However, my wife hates this because when the pioneer <laughs> Ashley sitting right with me, when the pioneer woman first come out, I I uh, before I rodeoed full time and whatever, I worked for my longtime good friend from college, Jeff Sheever. Oh yeah, I also worked for Grady Potter, so I worked two cell barns. That was my job. I worked Blackwell and Newkirk. Yep. So uh, Tim and and Lad Drummond. They shipped a lot of cows to Newkirk. Sure. They sold them. We'd go pick them up. I'd go out there all the time, and uh, 
I know those guys. Not like we're like best friends or anything, but you know, oh yeah, I've helped them and you know do some stuff and yep. catch some cattle and whatever. And so Ashley, one day she's like, "Oh my gosh, where are you going today?" I said, "I'm going out to the drum." And she's like, "To read drummonds?" I'm like, "Yeah, what? Why? What's the big deal?" She's like, "She's got a TV show." I'm like, really? No kidding. So yeah. Ashley got in the semi with me, and this is a shitty old white <laughs> international with a shitted out terrible. Uh, Wilson 52-foot yep. pot with no floor in it because of Sheber's, no offense. But that's anybody that's been in K County about. knows. And I love Jeff to death, but his equipment sucks. <laughs> but So Ashley gets in the semi, which she hated the semi a lot of times because it just smelled terrible. And sure. It wasn't my fault. There's a cell barn semi. There's four broken hot shots on the floor. There's a oh, yeah. ratchet strap in the sleeper. You know, just... It's that truck. Yep. So she gets in there with me to go out to load at the Drummond Ranch at the, you know, right by it. So she could see Ree's house. And I'm like, all right, you know, this, whatever. Yeah. So we get home and I'm, I'm like, well, I want to know more about this. So we watch the show, the cooking show, the right. Pioneer, just a, a big city girl living in the country out here in Pawhuska, Oklahoma. So on the first show that I watched with Ree Drummond, she's a, a, I've met her. She's a cool chick. I'm, yeah. I actually met her in Oklahoma City at the uh, Oklahoma Cattlemen's Range Roundup before she was the pioneer woman when she was just, you know, just a normal chick, really? I guess. Yeah. So on the show, she's like, well, the Cowboys are out there this morning, and it's been a cold morning, so I'm going to make them a, a whole basket full of warm goodies to take out there while they work cows. <laughs> and then it shows her going out with, like, this basket of, like, kolaches, like, but not just, like, normal ranch kolaches, right. but, like, in a fancy basket. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, each kolache has, like, a name in cursive. Yeah. And the kolache <laughs> says something nice about your family before you eat it. Like, sure. not normal shit. Absolutely. And so the more I watch the show, she's always cooking for the Cowboys. And I always knew Josh and yeah. and Reagan and a couple of the guys is always around there. And I was like, is that what? You know, I'm like, I've been out to the Drummonds hundreds of times. I've been out there at 6 o'clock in the morning loading cows to take to the Newkirk Farmers and Ranchers Livestock Auction. <laughs> And not one damn time have I ever got has Re ever showed up with a basket of goodies. A mason jar of lemonade. Yeah, she's never showed up with a mason jar of lemonade yeah. Yeah. with a cloth top with my name in, embroidered on it. I know. You're exactly right. So, I mean, which obviously, being in uh, the entertainment business, I understand that some things ain't real. But, you know, <laughs> if, if I ever had the, the Pioneer Man show, it'd be no. real shit. Like, I'd be showing up half pissed off with a bucket full of burritos i got from stripes <laughs> yeah. you know i mean honestly absolutely with a shitload of that terrible hot sauce it just says yep. hot sauce and yep everybody's pissed off because that that's another thing that is is different and, and i know we're selling the ranching dream but it shows them like working cattle and no one's cussing and everybody's happy yeah, everybody's clean like yeah <laughs> not how it works <laughs> yeah, there's nobody just covered in shit because if you've ever gathered oh. cattle off wheat pasture yeah. one of them calves shits he can shit within 30 foot you're gonna absolutely. get it on your pants absolutely and everybody like the the one episode and i'm not making fun of it <laughs> but like the one of Ree's boys is like uh he loads it loads a cow into the squeeze chute and then uh his dad comes over and high fives him and tells him good job yeah <laughs> like, what the yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. <laughs> I've loaded millions of cattle from my father into a squeeze chute, and most of the time it's not ended with a high five. Definitely like, not. But no. 
but uh, it is it's so good for our our industry definitely uh whether that be the rodeo the ranching uh our agricultural community has got a boost from people like Reed Drummond that are bringing attention to these small towns and and right. and like you were talking earlier about the ranchers there is ranchers out here in the hills that no one sees 100% it's it's this is kind of like a line from Yellowstone but you know like yeah. the guy that i hate the singer guy the skinny guy on there that is uh Bingham Ryan Bingham, Bingham. yeah <laughs> i hate that guy on there <laughs> i just can't stand him but i did i did like Walker, he's a douche. He should be taken. I wish that Rip would have took him to the train station when he had the chance, but yeah. that's a whole other thing. But, opportunity. Yeah. But the other day when he when he was talking about the four sixes ranches in Texas. Oh yeah. He's like, That place there's like God just had time stop. Yeah. And they're just ranching and and kind of out out here in the Osages, there that's a lot of truth to that. And I know these guys. I know a lot of them, but there are a lot of young ranchers that that work at these ranches out here that don't come to town very often. Definitely. Definitely. But you they know, come here. Yeah. The actually we were just talking about the other day. Um, one of the guys that was huge cheerleader for us when we first started, and he actually owned the buildings originally. Um, I remember when we got ready to open the store, um, even if it was friends, family, or like trying to get financing for it, of course, um, Man, so many thought we were crazy for coming here. Like, yeah. you're out of your mind. But I remember after it kicked off and pretty much a year or two into it, and we we're still here, um, that guy came in and said, man, I've lived here my entire life, knew there were ranches here, knew there were cowboys here. I just didn't know there was this many. Because, like you said, you don't see them. There wasn't mm-hmm. any reason for them to come in other than going to the feed store or to Triangle Serum. So, um, yeah, now it's, you know, you're seeing that younger generation that's coming up that's wanting to stay home. Thank God. Thank God. And we're shaping hats or they're buying boots. or, But there's still the guys. I We drug calves yesterday, and um, there was a guy that was there that I, literally I haven't seen him in six months, and he lives 20 minutes from here. Yeah. He just doesn't leave the house. So. Well, I mean, like, if, if you think about it, and even going out to the Drummond Ranch would – you go out there, you're driving on a rock road, and yeah. it's it's not a county road. You're That's driving, right. you're not going to hit a cross section. When you drive out in the middle of nowhere, you're driving out in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. When you take care of cattle all day and you start, you you know you fill your cake feeder 19 times and <laughs> you know cruise around and and uh, put 200 miles on your truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the, all the trucks are the same. Yeah. Beat up white pickups Beat with up. grill guards and cake feeders and a cooler and a dog and That's right. <laughs> you know a bunch of broken shit and like a mineral bag that's broke and yep. That's you know, right. I mean, they're all the same, but there is, uh, and I've noticed that a lot too, is the, I, man, I've been in Ponca a long time and kind of in this area, but you know, I have seen these guys, you know, and, and when pe- people think, oh, you got a visitor. Hi. Oh, hey, your beautiful wife is here. She made it. Hi. You got a visitor. How are you? The, the other half of the, the Lee family is all up in the business. <laughs> We might have to get you on in a minute too, you know, because yeah, one thing you can't just have you got to have your wife on every now and then to kind of set you straight. Absolutely, that's why I have Ashley sitting right beside me because <laughs> sometimes when my stories start running off into the ditch, she yeah. kind of pokes me back yeah. in the right direction. Turns but, you back. Yeah. But uh, but honestly, it it is so good to see that because our industry as a whole, it is it's 
getting harder every day. I mean, the, the ranching farming community and, and like, I want to get this on a t-shirt, but I don't know if I can pull it off. I heard it somewhere, but I would love to get a t-shirt that says support agriculture because starvation sucks. Oh, I love that. Is that not a great? We can do that. I'll get you the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, we, we've got to get on that, but that's awesome. So, uh, I, I got to talk about a little bit more. The, uh, about the Cracker Barrel of Pawhuska, okay. which is right across the street, which is great for you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you couldn't have planned a better time to set up shop in Pawhuska than you did. And besides, you know, Reed taking over the that, like, they've made it super nice. Absolutely. And they get busloads. Now, this might sound bad, but it's the truth. Yeah. They get in busloads of, like, 75-year-old women sure. with fanny packs and gray hair yeah. the every hair day. Bus. Yeah. The blue hair bus. <laughs> That's exactly so, right. so what is there? Uh, there's like a, they go from one, they pick up somewhere like in Kansas City and they stop here. Yeah. They stop there. Then they stop in Pawhuska. Then they go to uh, Waco to uh, Waco. Magnolia. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What's the tour? I think a lot of it honestly ends up in Waco. I think a bunch of them, that's where they're headed. And, you know, especially during the peak tourist season now we have that you see is right now peak tourist season no this is uh actually it starts up in about may may's really off and it'll run through the summer just because everybody's off and can come but um now they've got tour but you know they were coming out of wichita that was the big one there was a lot of buses coming from wichita and they buy they buy shit they, they buy they buy a lot um and it you know it's changed now because because of I didn't realize same that um, that Reed had that kind of reach and it's it's not just in Oklahoma or Oklahoma and Texas and you know through these the the central states it's coast to coast now and it it's crazy how many buses they're shipping in especially yeah. during the peak season it's nothing to see you know six seven eight charter buses pull in and are unloading people and you know it they're running. They're running thousands upon thousands of people through there every day. So yeah, and uh, so and, and besides that, like when I'm just I don't know what we were doing. We were driving somewhere, and I look and there's like a like a smaller bus, like one of those transit van buses. Oh yeah, and um, this transit van bus had all these uh, women pulled over, and they were taking pictures in front of. A cattle guard, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the, the German ranch. Absolutely. And if, if anybody's ever been out on, on that highway between uh, Ponca and, and Pawhuska, you drive through the metropolis of Burbank, Oklahoma, sure. of course. But, you know. Um, the North Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Jay Paul. Yeah, Jay, Jay Paul Williams. Paul. Yeah. Jay Paul, of course. Jay Paul. And Michelle and TJ yeah. and Bodie. <laughs> but, you know, um, they're, they're, it's not picturesque, no. the, the driveway. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's there's no trees. There's a barbed wire fence. There's a white cattle guard and an over, you know, uh, the, the entryway. And people are taking pictures. I'm telling you. So it's cool. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So th- because of what I've I've been setting this up. Now, you don't have to tell uh, anything to incriminate yourself because okay. that's not what Rum Chat's about, but kind of it is. <laughs> um, and plus, we have this effect, too, uh, if we need it. That's the. Oh, <laughs> very nice. No. Good. I like that. Um and like I said, don't feel like you have to say it, but like, I know this because my wife has worked here, Sure, has helped you guys. And I think the only reason is because that gives her an excuse to buy a lot of shit because <laughs> I don't know if she ever made any money because she's always buying stuff. But 
<laughs> you have, and I know this because your your sister Marcy, yep. who's one of my best friends, because she was a great chiropractor and always made me feel good. And then she hasn't been around for a while. My back feels like shit. Thank you, Marcy. <laughs> but like from these girls, I've heard some of the people um, that come in here to purchase. Now we've been talking about the ranchers who actually know what yep. they're buying. And like I said earlier, this ain't tchotchke shit. This is like heavy duty breast collars and like good saddles and and boots you can ranch. And this is not Cavenders. This right. is an actual cowboy shop. Right. But you have people from New York coming in to buy yeah. cowboy stuff. Can you tell us a couple of stories about some of the people that have bought that you probably thought, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's definitely a few that stick out for sure. Um there was a lady and and it happens every now and then this lady was uh she, she definitely wanted to be heard so and you know a lot of days when we're sitting at the hat bar there'll be five or six guys in here getting their hats shaped and like you said everybody's drinking but if it's after it doesn't really have to be after lunch but they're drinking yeah because so, when i was in here got drunk it was nine forty-five yeah, a.m yeah yeah <laughs> so uh but a lady came over with a just a oh she had a ring snaffle bit and we sell a lot of bits in here and, you know, tack and stuff. She brings this set of snaffle bits over and asked what in the hell we sold in here. And all of us kind of looked at Did her. Did she and, think it was sexual? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Thought it was handcuffs. So, <laughs> you know. It, <laughs> feeling kind of frisky, but get the snaffle yeah. bit out. <laughs> right. And one of the guys in here, is, he's one of the honorary ones for sure. Uh told her you know well turn around i'll show you oh my and god no it, no you know that sometimes you gotta like you said steer them back um that was one of the funnier ones for sure um <laughs> we've had yeah oh, i'm trying to think we had well actually we you know we had the movie film here yeah and, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute too definitely and one of the probably one of the funnier ones um because that brought in a lot of people from a lot of different places. And long story short, we had a, one of the guys that helps us you know, during the week when I'm not here that shapes hats for us. He had called and said, I sold a hat today, um, and it was to a lady that had never had one, which happens a lot now because we get a lot of tourists in that they've never even seen hats. So it's kind of that novelty. That, so I didn't know why he was telling me this and until he told me that, she bought the most expensive hat we sell, and it was her very first one. And I told her, you know, awesome, do it again. Yeah. See how many times you can do it? And about a week later, she comes in, and he's nudging me. And she was a younger girl, um, and she had a she had a guy with her that looked like Schwarzenegger's little brother. And all he did is stand against the wall, never said a word. So he was like her. He was a security guard, bouncer. I, yeah. Well, of course. I'm slow on the pickup, so I didn't know who this guy was. Dad, cousin, uncle, something. She comes in, wants another hat. She's wearing the hat he had shaped, and we try every hat we own, or every hat we carry. She tries them on, colors. She finally asks us, um, how come some of these hats cost 200 bucks, and you know some of them cost 1200 Like, what? what's the difference in them? And she asked if it was by color. And I said, no, no, the color doesn't, no. Um, it's how much beaver's in the hat. 
and her face just dropped. And she, she said, these made out of these are made out of animal fur. I said, yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, if it's not the, the hat you're looking at for her second purchase is another pure beaver, and she, I mean, she just you could see it all over her face, and she said, I can't wear fur. I said, what do you mean you can't wear fur? You wore one in. So you can't be allergic to it. And she she said, why well, speak out in L.A. against fur companies? Uh, suck it. Uh, so we're both sitting here, way awkward, and there's a beefcake leaning against the wall. It looks like, you know, he one little snap of his finger and everybody's going to be on the ground. So he, uh, she said, you know, I, I can't wear the fur hat. And I said, well, I wouldn't wear that hat to your next meeting because it's 100% beaver. And everything on that hat minus the buckle and the thread. Yeah. Animal. And so the she, leather hat, the leather inside. Yeah, cowhide hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the other deal. She said, so you guys. They have to kill the beaver. And it was funny because. The little boy, the kid that shaped for us, is standing right here, and Joey's standing right here, and Cade goes, "No." Yeah. At the same time, Joey goes, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> so they literally asked, "Do you have to kill a beaver to make a hat?" Yeah, she asked, she said, "Do you?" So you guys kill him to get the fur, and say so not us, but yeah. <laughs> and the kid, yeah, Cade, the boy that helps us, is sitting there shaking his head. You know, no, 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 we don't, we don't do that. You should have given a line of bullshit like, "All these hats are grown with organic beavers who are." On a special beaver farm, they get up in the morning and do beaver exercises, and and they're happy beavers. And people stop by and pet them, and then they they scratch their back until the fur comes out, and then they make a nice little hat. Well, and yeah, when she asked that, uh, which like I said, I I still couldn't figure out what was going on. So when she asked if we killed them, I said, well, wouldn't it be pretty torturous if we didn't kill them first? And <laughs> sir, sir, you can't come in here with that live beaver yeah. on your head. Yeah. I said we. We're definitely not shaving them, so yeah. It. So anyway, long story short, uh, total hypocrite. She ends up buying the hat anyway, and gets the hat, gets it all you know shaped up. Well, the guy that uh, that was standing in the background went ahead and paid for it. She comes over, tells me she likes it. Yep, let's get settled up. And I told her because I'd seen Callie go up and take the guy's card. Uh, I said, Hey, you're taken care of. Everything's good if you like it. And she starts in on this guy. Why would you pay for it? Why would you do that? I was going to put it on my boyfriend's card. He doesn't care what I spend kind of deal. And this guy tells her that, you know, your boyfriend does a lot for us. I'm happy to buy your hat. Like, what is good? Was it a thrumple? That's what I'm – so – You know what a thrumple is. Uh, mm-hmm. so, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so – I didn't know what it was till the other day. <laughs> it's a fancy word for three-way. That's right. So I – I said, uh, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. So they leave, and just a weird, totally weird interaction. And I get to the front, and Callie's laughing. She goes, you don't know who that was, do you? I, said, I have no idea who that lady is. And she said, well, that's Leo's girlfriend and his bodyguard. L- yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's right. No shit. So, yeah. So we shaped her hat, shaped two of them. And... uh like what? What? What is your most expensive? Not not the brand, but like how much is your most expensive hat? Uh, the ones right now we do a twelve hundred. Twelve hundred stock right now. Yeah. And was uh, so was she hot? Yeah. She was beautiful. Yeah, she was a really pretty girl. And really. I, actually, 
the boy that was working with us, you know, it was way past closing. And I had told him, because I didn't know who this lady was. And I said, uh, well, how would you know? Yeah. And, you know, like, honestly, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of my favorite uh, actors. Oh, but yeah. I don't give a shit to ever meet him because everybody says he's a douche and oh, he's climate change and just a pussy. Like, he's not a guy I want to uh, hang out with. Hang out with no, but definitely he's a freaking he's amazing, amazing actor. actor. So, like, but, like, I'm like you. I want to give a shit. I want If Leonardo to walk in, I want I want to be like, hey, Leo. But, yeah, I don't care. Sup, yeah. Leia? Because I'm <laughs> well, gangster. That's so. Yeah, when when she came in, I had told Kate. I said, "Man, if you want to go, like this is way past closing." I was like, "Head out." And he's like, "I'm not leaving. She's hot." So was she out. that hot though? Like how? Uh, yeah, she was. A, she was really. Was she girl. real hot? Like, or did she have like fake tits and no, the whole? Oh yeah, no, no makeup, no joke. Yeah. So uh, before we get to the uh, the Leo segment. <laughs> Uh, didn't, so, uh, didn't uh, you have to shape all the hats for this movie we're about to talk about? Yeah. Or what was the hat deal? Like where you could lease out. Cause remember when you're like, Hey, do you got any old hats? And Ashley gets mad. Cause I've got, I don't like to get rid of cowboy hats. And so my closet is just full of shitted out old hats and, uh, you could rent them out or what was that deal? Yeah. We, so you know, we've got a collection of old hats from all the guys that are here that are next door. Yeah. And when the film company came, they had contacted us about doing hats, which they really were awesome. The whole production, everything to do with the film was was really, they were awesome to work with. And they tried to source everything local if they could. So Well, I mean, how could you not? Because what's close to Pahuska? Yeah, we're an hour from anything. Yeah. So it's, you know, they came in, asked us about the hats, and they, the harp, they sent a lady in that was uh, French, and this is like uh, prime COVID time. So the whole movie company's masked, and it's mandated for their production. And so this lady came in. Not only was she French, but she's double masked, and I can't understand anything. I mean, honestly, sound like she'd ate peanut butter all day. So we're sitting here trying to talk about hats, and I, I mean, I'm lost. So I gave her a piece of paper and was, you know, if you can just write down what you're wanting, then I'll I'll see if I can help you. And um, they gave me a trial run. I they brought me some pictures in, which was man, just a huge deal. But I creased the hats of what I thought they looked like. They took it back and um, and then we got the contract to do them. So we did. From there, um, I don't know how many hats I end up doing. Uh, did they Did they buy the hats? They bought every one of them that they. But like, I wouldn't think for a movie like, like I said, we're gonna get more into the movie here in a minute. But it didn't seem it seemed like they would want kind of beat up shitty old hats instead of like buying new. Yeah, it and the crazy part that's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought is they would have it. They had a team of guys, I guess, that distress them, and you can do. (laughs) You could get you could take those to sell barn and get distressed for free. Exactly, and. We did. I did a little bit with them and showed them some torching stuff. Like you can light those hats and make it look like your fingers have been grabbing them. And um, so we we messed with it a little bit. Most of them, most of the hats that I creased, of course, the ones from us were all new, and we just made them look old. Um, some of the others, you could tell they'd bought at antique shops, and uh, you know they did like uh, oh Jesse Plemons was one of the actors. He uh, he was real like real versed on the character he was playing so he had his own pictures and we based his hat off of that Sturgill was another one that was um 
knew exactly what he wanted. So, and most of them. Who's Sturgill? Sturgill Simpson. He's a singer. Is he an actor? Singer. He's the one I came home and told you about. Yeah. I've never heard of her. I don't. I don't know. I don't know Sturgill Simpson. You think I'm going to listen to Sturgill's? Nothing against the guy. I don't know him personally, but if your name is Sturgill, I'm not going to listen to you. Okay. Unless you got long hair and you want to rock and have done coke, I don't want to. I don't want to listen to your music. And I don't know that that's not. That might be spot on. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I do like Sturgill. Okay, my bad. He is definitely a rocker. Uh, yeah, but so we did, you know, a bunch of hats for them. Um, and some of the actors came in and, and did them. A lot of them, I just shaped them. They threw them in boxes. and did they tip you? Yeah, well, I charged them to shape everything. That <laughs> so You charge most people's shape because I've been coming over for a long time getting hat no. shaped. I'll never give you a dollar. No. Now I feel kind of shitty about it. No, you're good. Yeah, you're good. We drink together. Oh, the, awesome. Uh, yeah, the I charged them for the outside hats. Um which was kind of that was another crazy deal. I never charged anybody to shape their hat. I don't care. Uh, but the production team they have to have receipts on everything. Oh yeah, so you got to charge them something. And uh, I would have stuck it to that ass. Uh, and that's what yeah, Callie gave me a hard time because no one no one's gonna know because I know from being around TV and movie sets that those people don't have a clue. No idea. Like when I, <laughs> no idea. Like when I when I've been around that and they're like, well, what it costs? I'm like. Fit- 1200 Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's it. Like, All right. Man, she had brought, um, and like, like I said, the, that movie, uh, some of the, some of the pictures they showed me were really, really detailed, intricate creases that you're not going to see. There's nothing modern. And most of them were made, those guys did it themselves just grabbing them. It wasn't, they didn't have hats creased. They just grabbed it and that's how. And you wear a hat every day on the range. Yeah. And, uh, so there were some really detailed creases that they were trying to match off of old pictures and. I said, yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'll give it a shot. Well, the first day she brings like 15 hats in for me to crease. And well, and you shouldn't do that for free because that's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I made it clear like from the get-go that if I had our customers sitting here, I'm not creasing your all's hats ahead of these guys. So they were good. They were good with everything. They usually gave me about a week. And they lucked out being shooting a movie in a town, a small town in the middle of nowhere that has – yeah, <laughs> yeah. A awesome store like Osage Outfitters. Well, and that's the thing. Is what... Can you grab the mic, Kelly? Oh, yeah. Or just turn it. A friend of ours. We had lots of people that we knew who ended up working on the movie. Um, and one of the girls said she was watching one of the guys. This was very early on. And a pencil roll, like a pencil roll on the brim of a hat. It's a very hard thing to do. Um, you have to have a tool. And she said she's watching this guy from L.A. who has n- no clue about hats He's steaming the shit out of this hat and then trying to crank it with his fingers. And she was like, no, stop. But she's like, I'm just this little intern. She's like, I'm not going to tell this head costumer that he's ruining this hat. So it was it was definitely a learning period or learning curve for them as well because they were coming in and asking us for kind of budget hats. And we were like, don't put this on Robert De Niro. Like, don't do it. And so explaining to them crown height and brim and this and that and, and quality it was like they learned right along with us and so yeah it was it was it felt like it was good for everybody it was good for them and it was great for us so it was great we loved having the movie here everybody was so incredibly nice um the movie sets were great it, it was awesome plus the in the bar heck the production team i mean they were in almost every night the yeah the costume people the drivers the uh, yeah no we loved it and we are going to get to that after. Have you guys ever had a gold buckle beer? Man, 
No. No, and I've been wanting to try it. Yeah. We actually brought a 12-pack of Gold Buckle Beer over here. So Perfect. We're going to take a Gold Buckle Beer break. As, and when we come back, we're going to have a talking about more of the Osage Outfitters, more of the bar, <laughs> yeah. more of everything in Pawhuska. Yes. In the rolling hills of Pawhuska, Oklahoma, <laughs> Joey and Callie Lee operating Osage Outfitters. When Rip comes to town with that pussy Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend <laughs> and wants a hat shaped. We'll be right back from right here in Pasco with more Rum Chat. Get a gold buckle beer. Get a drink of Pendleton. We have Pendleton here. Be right back. Malakalikimaka is a thing. What does this make you feel? On a bride. Chevy Chase. Since we are talking movies. I love it. That's the island greeting. When Cousin Eddie is standing. When he's standing on the the flippers. Yeah. Here we know that Christmas. This might be my favorite Christmas song. Absolutely. Sun to shine by day. All the stars at Bing Crosby. The then here comes the uh, the hot chick with the red. Takes her old oh, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll ruin that deal. Santa? Ruin the dream. Yeah. She Merry takes it off and does the old toe toss. And... To yeah. Richard, what were you doing? <laughs> oh, it's Christmas season. And don't forget, we are back here with Joey and Kelly at Osage Outfitters, the place you want to do your Christmas shopping. And like we said earlier, even if it's a bit of a drive, come on over. It's worth the drive to come over here and just uh, buy some awesome stuff. I mean, bits, spurs, breast collars, uh, about anything in the Western business. Great hats and uh, Joey shaping hats for the stars. <laughs> so the the movie and we've been talking about for a while. Now we got Callie. She's got her own microphone. And uh, but the movie we were talking about is Killers of the Flower Moon. That was filmed right here in Pawhuska because I don't know a lot about it. So you guys will have to tell me more. But it was it's a movie from Leonardo DiCaprio yep. is the star, and it's the story about how the FBI got started in Osage County. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, right. great story. Well, it's a horrible story. It, the guy that wrote the book did a great job. Uh, it's great history for Osage County. Um, Martin Scorsese directed. Uh, Robert De Niro was in it. Leonardo DiCaprio, Sturgill Simpson, Jesse Plemons. Um, so it's A-listers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon, Jun- George of the Jungle. Um, yep. Brandon, Brandon Frazier. Frazier. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Um, <laughs> we never saw him, but he, he was here. Um, but no, it was it was great for Northeast Oklahoma, for sure. They did a lot of scouting and a lot of filming and... Um, yeah, it was. Well, didn't they, uh, on this street that we are right here, when you pull into Pawhuska to get to Osage Outfitters, it's right by the Triangle Hotel. That's right. Right. Right, right in the middle of, what's the street? I don't know the street name. Kahika. Malikalikimaka. Malikalikimaka. <laughs> it means Hawaiian Christmas. Merry Christmas. But uh, the, when you pull into Pawhuska, Osage Outfitters right in the middle of town. And the the place where they shot didn't they they shot right down the street? Yeah, they did all north of us on Kahika from sixth to ninth. They, and it they filmed for a while. From yeah, it was from May August. to August. Yeah, May and they didn't. I know this because just from some Facebook stuff. So they brought in like 
an old train. They did. Tracks. They built a train depot. They had tracks. Um, they completely transformed the whole. So downtown. did they have to buy the Pawhuska downtown or or rent or how did that happen? They compensated those businesses for the time that they yeah. were closed for a shit ton of money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. One of them said uh, it depended on the shop. They would come in and. Um, negotiate the price if they needed to i mean all of those were going to be on the film set because they were there for four months so yeah they were getting compensated for something and but one of them it was really funny because i was asking him how are you gonna how are you gonna shoot down here and make it look like 1920s when the pioneer woman's across the street you know and there's thousands of people every day and he said man i love Pahuska, and i don't mean this rude but this is martin scorsese and if we need to buy your town and give it back to you. That's what we'll do. Wow! Like, yeah the yeah. the um the what would you call him the um the location manager yeah. was like I guess he's just a legend in the business. His name was Mike Fantasia, one of the nicest humans ever. Such a sweet guy. He had been a ranger up in Montana and got scouted by Steven Spielberg. So like he just started out working for Spielberg. Yeah, Damn. so he'd been in the industry for like twenty five or thirty years. Yeah, just he'd seen it all. He said they. He actually said they shut down Times Square. Was it at Christmas? Yeah. And he said that was easier than this. He said this was the biggest production he'd been on. It was the most intricate. He said because we're dealing with mom and pops, we're dealing with a ton of different personalities, a ton of different people. Was, was there people like trying to watch them shoot? Oh yeah, there was people yeah. who came to town just for that. And so they would have big screens and security guards and there would be crowds of people just standing at the barriers watching. Cuz did they did they dirt the whole road? They did. Cuz this yeah. this was supposed this film was supposed to be in 2223. Ah, 1923. Yep. But it was about like it's I don't I still Did you buy I think Ashley bought the book. Did you it read the a, book? How many AR bar. points would that be? <laughs> Pizza party. <laughs> it was really, uh, yeah, that was one of the, they call it like the Osage Reign of Terror is what it was about. But, yeah, real, real dark time. But the it was right after, um, it was right after the Osages became millionaires off of the oil. So they had head rights. Yeah. So they owned the minerals of Osage County. So when everybody struck oil, they became the richest people per capita in the world. So we've got these Osage people who didn't really have a, firm grasp on money anyway they didn't really have a lot of value to them to them it was kind of just paper um they would go there was a rolls royce dealership here there was what? a tiffany and company yeah. here a rolls royce dealership there was. In Bosca. Yeah. yeah so and actually god one of the reasons henry ford started making cars in not just black was because the osage wanted color they, they love color they love bright colors and they wanted blue they wanted green they wanted different colored cars and that was one of the reasons Ford started yeah, changing the color so, of their cars. They were buying so many. Like, they didn't even, there's they old would, stories that, like, they'd go buy a car, they'd fill it up with gas or give them half a tank of gas, they'd run it dry and just leave it and go buy another one. So they just didn't understand what they had. You know, now that now that you say that, I'm thinking of old movies. Yeah. Because I'm a pretty big, you know, old movie buff, but even, like, The Godfather. and Yeah. He was like, they, all the cars are only one color. That's right. Yeah, that's so true. Probably that was back uh, Godfather in the forties. That's right. So I never even thought about that, but a Rolls a Rolls Royce dealership. Rolls Royce. Yeah. In so they Alaska. so the they would have um so there let's say there was a an Osage woman so 
and she had a head right. So she was getting a big old chunk of money quarterly through the year. So a white guy, let's say, would marry her and then not too much time would pass and she would end up dead. And then look at that. He's got her head right. Ooh. So it was it was just super a lot of, stuff. A lot like of bad that. shit. Yeah. Um yeah. I think the the police were here were in on it. So the triangle building that's right out there, we were told was full of private investigators. So if police or a detective, let's say somebody was killed, if they did try to investigate it, either they were killed for investigating it or their shop was broken into and all the evidence was stolen. Um, or they would get threatened, like basically stop investigating this or you're next. So then people would hire private investigators. Well, then the same thing would happen to private investigators. They would move into town, take people's money, whether they investigated it or not. This is all true. I mean, this is very true. This is the Osage history. That was what, how Hoover, I don't even think Hoover wasn't the director. I want to say he was a secretary or something at the time, but at the time the FBI was purely investigative. It was just, um, I think interstate robbery and... It was menial stuff. They, they didn't carry guns. It was it was just investigative work. Um, so this is honestly what kickstarted the FBI kind of stepping up and having more authority. And they hired the um, retired Texas Ranger, who um, was it? Tom Tom. Man, that is awesome. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, they hired him, and he hired a, a crew of undercover guys to infiltrate and figure out what the heck was going on. This might be the most educational rope chat we have ever recorded. <laughs> like, I did not know any of that. Yeah. yeah. So in like, a, in Pasca, I mean, it, it happened here. And it happened right here. the The Rolls Royce dealership is gone now, but there is, yeah, uh, yeah no, there is still um, some yeah. great places. Yeah. Man, that is so cool. And, and did uh, I, tell me if I'm wrong, but like, so besides just uh, the Osage Outfitters right next door, you guys also opened up the Dry Hollow Bar, which is cool because it's. It's old school cool. And you didn't you guys have like did they rent that for their crew to come eat and hang out at or yeah, they were were they around or they like, were there. Yeah, they were like, there. Yeah. Every day. Would any of the producers come in and like booze and hang out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. the uh yeah, so we opened that uh I mean it's a, that's year. generally uh kind of a new new place, but it, the the ambiance of it it, it is it's like walking back into the 1800s. Thanks. It's it's saloony, and right. I love it. it has nice. the old, you know, we have the old tin ceiling. We have the old hexagon tile floor, brick brick walls. Um, the mirror that's up on the wall is over 100 years old. It came out of a downtown Denver hotel. And so, yeah, we wanted that atmosphere of, um, we wanted a place for the Cowboys to come in and have a beer where yeah. they would feel comfortable to come in, you know, still in their boots, muddy, whatever. And then, but yet we've got, you know, the ladies group, you know, 50 plus year old women who want to come in and have mimosas. And it was like trying to merge those two. Which that is, that's a, that's a big merge. I mean, we did, yeah, it's like we have the velvet couch, um, you know, we have the kind of that scene, but then we've got the big leather bar stool. It's classy. Thank you. I think the, the one cool thing about the, the, uh, the bar is that it's classy, but it's, it is still you got the old school bar where you can get up there and slam whiskey, yeah. but yeah. you also it like you said with the couches and like the just the the, the natural and, the natural yeah. decor of the place is it's just a cool place to be. Thank you. It's yes. ambiance, you I think know. You can go in in either Spurs or stilettos. Yeah, Spurs or stilettos, you can go in there and and uh, the the Dry Hollow Bar and and that just opened. Was it in? It was around March, wasn't it? No, we'll hit. Uh, we'll be a year here. in December. Yeah. So uh, I, I love to bring this up because a lot of people don't think about it, but uh, 
we had uh, the Osage Bronx match, Extreme Bronx, oh, yes, in yes. in Pawhuska, and uh, and it was pretty cool. They brought in the top thirty PRC Bronx riders from Man, so Zeke awesome. Thurston and Dawson Hay, awesome. yeah. and it was is a cool event uh, right here. And there's a lot of great events that Western events that happened here. The largest amateur rodeo in the whole world, the That's Cavalcade, right. Yep. right here. But so the all the rodeo cowboys come to town, and then you have the uh, Ranch cowboys, and right. you know, for some reason, and I, I get along with both, but sometimes the ranch guys and the rodeo guys, for some reason, <laughs> want to get into a match on who's cooler. And yeah. you start the one thing that probably hasn't changed we're in year 2021 where everything is technologically advanced. One thing that hasn't changed is you get a bunch of cowboys drinking in a bar, odds are they're going to try to punch each other. Is that, yeah. I mean, 100%. True. Yeah, I mean, no matter what, that still happens, and it damn near happened <laughs> right yeah. at your bar. Yeah, the um, some of the stock contractor, or maybe it was the stock contractor for it, came in. He kind of had his entourage. Um, you know, I don't know what exactly they did, but, you know, Vinny and the boys, and uh, <laughs> they come in, and they're at the bar, and they're uh, I, 100% what were you Were you bouncing that night, Kelly? I, I was... <laughs> I kind of was. Yeah. I kind of had my bluff in on it. So I, I, and I missed out because I got food poisoning. Oh no! <laughs> Remember, I That's was there. Right. I That's drank right. a bush light earlier that day, and then the I Osage water. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm helping like bus tables and make drinks and just kind of keep things on an even keel because we have a group of probably ten or twelve local boys um, who are the local cowboys, ranch managers. Um, you know, they're back at one table in one section, and then we've got the PRCA guys. Um, who were the brothers that were in the there? Crawley brothers. Yes, oh, super yeah. nice. Oh, so, yeah. so nice. Yeah. Um, they were at a different table, so they're sitting there, and then we've got the PRCA guy and, and his crew, and he seriously pulls out a wad of cash, like stack 100, and it's like setting it on the bar. And it's like, all right, man, like you, you can just pay like a normal person, like – Oh, that's man, awesome. I, wish I love I that you have money that. like that. Hey, but uh, he he got he got a little he got, nice way to put it. And I know it. who it is, but I'm not going to say his name here. <laughs> he got a little obnoxious, uh, like trying to make the bartenders take shots that he'd bought, and like kind of being you know just a little pushy. And uh, Joey knocked him down a peg on that. Joey, uh, what? So so he he was trying to make. Me take a shot with him. I'm like, Why oh, did man. you take one, pussy? I'd already had like six, six whiskeys. Like, no, I don't do shots. I'm sorry for calling you. Uh, I'm, sorry. So, I'm Joey, not 19 don't, anymore. Don't bounce me out of here, Joey. I shouldn't have called your wife that. No, so it's like, it's no, no, chat. no. Yeah, I drink, I drink whiskey, and I just, I that's what I drink. And it was like, no, I'm, I, I, I can be completely sober, and I'll take a shot, and I'm gonna puke in the trash can. So I'm like, like no, Ashley. man. Like, no, like. Thanks, but no thanks. And he just kept at it. And so John, Joey walked over and took the shot. And he Joey took it. And he said, she said, blanking, no. And Oh, no, that, you can say it. Look here. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so then that just kind of elevated things. And then one of the guys that was in the little entourage was like, shwasted. Like, his pants were falling down. His eyes were closed. Like, leaning like <laughs> spilling his beer i mean he was like he needed to go home and go to sleep and uh so then he walks over to the ranch cowboys and just sits down and we're bah, like, bah, bah. What's up? like what's what's up man gotta give the guy credit though because he walked in a group of about eight 
guys that all are pretty rowdy anyway. And ready to kick your ass. And not little guys. Like, these were all, like, yeah, they're, big guys. Yeah, guys. And he sat down right in the middle of them and did kind of look around. So... You guys want to fight? And oh, like, oh God. my God! Why do why do people do that? Why, especially cowboys? Yeah. yeah, ranchers. Why does every time you get to drinking, you can be having the most fun? There's gonna be that one guy. I do that one, so kick his ass. Yeah. shut up. Well, and that you know, thank God we we're kind of we we're on on top of most of it. And I got over there and was like, hey man, like go back and hang out with your buddies like it's, let's just have a good night let's not tear up our bar that we've yeah, yeah, seriously that we that's a new remodeled. couch get your feet off my couch. couch so and he kind of looked at me he was like Kelly said he was way drunk and uh i said why don't you go back over or you're gonna have to leave and he says says who i was like oh well i'm telling you man like you either gotta sit with your friends or or head out and he's like well who are you and i was like man god <laughs> I own it. It's and like goes, Joey's the nicest guy ever. Like, just God. just listen to me, brah. And he said, uh, well, I'm going to ask those girls. And I was like, well, both of those girls own it, too, and they're the ones that sent me over here. So you either got to chill or get out. But, yeah, because you don't want to be a dick, but at the same time, you Oh, like, man. Yeah, we were – man, every, everybody was so cool. The Bronx riding was amazing. They did. We were so glad to have that caliber. Like, the Bronx, the Bronx were – it was just fun just to watch the Bronx. Not even – the riders were great, too, but – yeah. They, it was it was awesome. Yeah, the cowboy the horses that it it was awesome and you know Pahuska is the it's the steer roping capital of the world. Yeah, I mean that's what it's known for. But if there's another event that runs right in hand, it's Bronx. Yeah, and they had, they, they, they had a in in conjunction with that the Bronx ride event. They had the ranch Bronx ride and <laughs> yeah. ranch Bronx ride is actually really getting big. It I is. mean everywhere and and you look at uh, look at all the videos from Amarillo last week from the working right. ranch. Yeah. Uh, rodeo finals. I mean, it's the ranch bronc riding is pretty cool, and it's it's taken on. There's a lot of rodeos that are actually starting to to really have right those competitions, and that's where you had the the mix up. That's where it gets so much. That's where you fun. put all the, yeah. the the gas and mix it together and light the match, and you yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So I don't know, Ruff. You may have been sitting in here when that kid there was a there was a boy that shops with us, and he's from around here, and. uh he started riding Ranch Bronx probably a year ago, maybe, and uh, struggled. I mean, just struggled. He's getting better, but he was struggling. Well, he came in, and the kid had to have drank four oh pitchers my of gosh. He in was, here that afternoon. He was stumbling and early on. Yeah. I He was getting pretty loud, and we had people shopping. And I said, man, you're going to have to head over to the bar. Like, you can't be in here and be that drunk. Because you can walk through a door from the <laughs> right. Western store. Yeah. To yeah, the right. lo- the bar. That's right. It's, it's like a little on. cave. So, you know, he was man. I'm not trying to cause problems. Said, no, you're you're good. You just you, you know you've had enough. You probably ought to stay in the bar. And uh, about an hour later, he came over, apologized again, and I said, "Man, you're fine." Was he drunk? Apologized like Joe asked. That's tell it. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't trying to cause any problems. Yeah. Mm. Arm over the shoulder. Oh so. gosh, I hate that. Uh, I've been that guy, so that's I why I hate it. Yeah, I don't like being touched. So, uh, well. So anyway, I told him, um, man, you got somebody taking you home. Like, I can give you a ride. See, Because there's not Uber in Pawhuska. There's no Ubers. Uh, no lifts. There's Lincoln. There's Lincoln, yeah. On his bike. So you can get a pump. Uh, so I asked him that, and he goes, no, no, I'm good. Uh, my buddy's driving me to the arena. I said, oh, okay, you going to go out and watch the Bronx ride? And he goes, no, I'm, I'm in her tonight. Ooh. Ooh. Which I thought, yeah, perfect. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> so we went out. Kelly and I got there a little late, but we got there just in time to see him come out. 
and he made two jumps. I've never seen – he hit so hard on the middle of his forehead oh. that it ripped the brim of his hat off the crown. Good so Lord. He was looking wow, through, you know, where it connects and uh, broke his nose. They had PRCA Bronx. I mean, well, these they – are Bronx. They yeah, they, they bucked. They know what they I heard want. they bucked, you know, because I was at home oh, yeah. throwing up. <laughs> What'd well, you they, eat that you got food poisoning? I bought a meat stick off an Indian on the street corner. <laughs> it's a gamble, but, you know, so worth it. Well, I mean, he if you can't trust homeless guys selling beef jerky, who can you trust? <laughs> and I, I ate that actually right before I came here. My stomach started hurting, and then uh, you guys gave me two bush beers, and I was like, yeah, all right, you know. <laughs> and then I got to the arena, and that was the end of it. Yeah, it was, that was all she wrote as far as. <laughs> And we, we even had a babysitter. Like, we had this, me and Ashley had this whole weekend. We're going to come over to Puska, and we're going to go to Osage Outfitters. We're going to go to the Dry Hollow Bar, and we're just going to have fun with our friends. And it ended up me sleeping in the guest room and uh, Ashley sitting on the couch uh, for the weekend. So I missed it all. I missed the fight. And I I would have thrived in that area. <laughs> uh, not not just the fighting area, but, but like, I, I, do, I don't like to brag, but I am good at this. I am good at bridging the gap. <laughs> Between people, because like, I've I'm a rodeo yeah. guy, but I'm also a rancher guy. I, yeah. I and I get along with everybody, and I, I have a way that I can go. Hey, dumb shit, don't fight, and yeah. they'd be like, Oh yeah, that's probably right. You're probably right. You know? Yeah, yeah, good call. But you know, the bad thing is, you always, it don't matter if it's PRCA guys or ranch guys, you get the one guy that you know, my God, I kick his ass, and there's always the one guy behind him. Do it. Yeah. Shut up. Don't do it. Don't like do it. No, nothing's ever good. Nobody goes. Hey, you know what? Last night was awesome. I sure am glad we got in that fight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was a good time. Because like I've seen it, <laughs> like the next day after, uh, like at Pasadena when these two bronc riders, well, two two bareback riders, they got in a fight and they just beat the shit out of themselves and no one really won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the next day both their eyes were swollen and and they had stitches in their lips and I'm like. Boy, that was smart. How was that? They're yeah. like, yeah, I won. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you you didn't. got 12 stitches, bro. You didn't win. Nobody wins. Yeah. Is, you just no. need a lot of Tylenol and Advil now. Does, does that happen, like, with the bar here? Like, very often does, or just yeah. <laughs> just when the rodeo comes to yeah. <laughs> Which, that's so stereotypical. Here Man. come the Cowboys. Here come, you know. I actually, you'll like this. The very first time we had to uh, kick anybody out. Best line I've ever heard in the bar. Best line. It was uh, New Year's. Um, yeah, New Year's last year, yeah. we huge. I mean, it was huge, one of our biggest nights, and ton of people in there. And it's tough. I mean, the girls, you know, like I said, Callie's sister Carson's who we partnered on it with, so she owns half and and manages the bar, so she staffs it. And for them to keep up with not only the drink orders, but making sure we don't have underage kids in there and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because. Oh. There are, and I know because I was one. Yep. But when you're underage, you are rotten about yeah. getting in to get drunk. Like, Absolutely. Well, and they'll sneak in and they'll they'll hide in the corner, yeah, hide in the and corner then you know have their buddies come up and order for them, and so yeah, just so which we get it, but we're like, yeah, no, it was, sorry. Yeah, it it's was, different when you own the bar. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. I honestly, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He, I know uh, we got to keep our two year old Vera thinks. Oh, I can go in there and see my aunt Carson. She thinks she can just go up there <laughs> yeah. and belly up to the bar and eat pretzels and hang out. And so bar it's a constant like we have to get her out of there. But that, yeah, this that that particular night, um, we had a full day at the store. I went in, mixed a drink, and I was sitting in the corner, just sitting there. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was just hanging out. And uh, 
Callie and Carson came over and said, hey, this kid's got to go. I went, oh, my God. I've only been here 10 minutes. I was like, all right, which one? And they point him out. He's in a ball cap. I said, all right, what do you do? And Carson said he just threw up on the floor. Oh. Instantly. Party. Party foul. You little bastard. <laughs> so I walked over and asked him. I said, hey. And, I mean, he's got the sway. And I said, did you just puke on my floor? And he, yeah. I said, man, like, <laughs> you can't puke in a bar. He was like, just stared at me. And I said, uh, man, you're going to have to go. He's like, well, why? I said, because you can't throw up in a bar. He said, that sounds like a made-up rule. <laughs> it actually does kind of seem like it's not, like, yeah. They wouldn't hold up in law. Man, yeah. threw me. You, you have to you, respond I, with I that. I was like, that's say. pretty quick. That's yeah, pretty quick. Like, we said, no, man, you got you got to go if you threw up. He yep. was like, that sounds made up. Yeah. <laughs> show me show me legally where it says show that. Show me the rules. When you got yeah. your liquor license, it, does it say, hey, if somebody throws up they on the floor, it. they have to leave? I don't yeah, think it does, Joey. It does. Yeah. So it, that's it, kind of bullshit on your part, really, if you think about it. You guys are assholes. I mean, Sorry. one guy pukes on the floor and he has to leave? Yeah. End of the party. And who cleaned up the puke? Ah, who did? I don't remember. We I might just know. let people kind of step on it. Yeah, we might just spread it out. <laughs> Shit'll buff out. Yeah, that is classic. Yeah. No, we've had some doozies. Like the Carson and I joke that we're the most antisocial, awkward people, and yet we're both in sales where we deal with the general public in the service industry all day, and it's like this is why I drink and. She, the stories she has, there was a lady in there probably about a month ago, um, lady, late 50s, in there with her husband. She has her little Pikachu. No, that's a Pokemon. What's that's a Pokemon. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's a fluffy dog? A little Pekingese or something um, sitting on her lap. Annoying. One of those annoying. And she's drinking white wine. You know, she's bougie. She, her husband has his back to her. He's talking to somebody else. She passes out. Her chin is on her chest, out, and this dog is licking her mouth, like going to town, licking why, her mouth. Why did you film that? And Carson said she's just standing there staring, like, "What do I do? Like, this is like a car wreck. I can't look away." And she's like, um, "Sir," and she like gets the husband's attention, and she's like, "She can't sleep at the bar." So, Show me where it says that in the rules. Yeah. You can't puke or no sleep. Naps. God, I don't even know if I want to go to your bar now. <laughs> no. So no puking and no sleeping. He like is patting her on the the shoulder. Honey, honey, Come honey. on, Marge. Like, sh- shaking her awake. Yeah. She finally wakes up. No, no, no. He has to grab her by the hair. Grabs her by the hair and lifts her head up. She finally wakes up. Oh my God, I love this. Um. Asks for some water. Carson's like, yeah, you can definitely the have dog's a drunk. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a, a regular that was in the bar, and he was in the movie, great guy. Um, he in, He's in the bar. And then I think another guy, just another two regulars, end up carrying her to the fifth floor of the triangle because the elevator is out of order. Oh, and then after she, like, comes to, she asks him, she's like, so you want to have a drink? He was like. No, one of them had to carry the dog. Nightcap. Like, yeah, just the craziest, you know. I I, I actually know what happened right there because I've done that in the past in my wilder day. Like, after you pass out and then you come back to life, (laughs) you want to have, like, a drink to show that you're fine. That you're, 
you know, you'll, I, you know, I paddled. I'm another one, you know. <laughs> kind of like on Varsity Blues when Billy yes. Bob pukes and puke and rally. Puke like, and rally. he right. doesn't want to have another one, but like, you have to prove, hey, I'm cool. See? Because yeah. <laughs> when you pass out at a bar, not is cool. the most not cool. Like, our friend just went on vacation and then we seen the Snapchat and one of our friends was doing the old sit on the bench and sleeping. And you're like, oh my God, that. <laughs> It's fun to party, but at the same time, that is the worst feeling. Oh. Yeah, and I'll bet. So I'll bet you've learned a lot from from having the dry hollow bar. Like, definitely a lot of stuff you probably didn't even think that that you would ever need to know. You can't have nice things. Yeah, like we've had we've had. Let's see, we had one coffee table get broken because um, a girl was celebrating her thirtieth birthday and. Um, some, she, a she did not try to dance on. on oh, it. she as soon as she stepped on the table, whack! It broke. You remember that? Remember that video that went around for forever? That was that Tina takes a tumble. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> Just like that. No joke. Exactly. Yeah, we oh we watched the security footage over. Did she over. Uh, yeah. when she busted the table was she drunk? Get up and go. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, she just got up and kept dancing. Like ain't gonna slow me down. Dance it out, dude. Yeah, dance exactly. It out. Yeah. So and then we've had. Did a, she have to pay for the table? She did. Okay, so let's did. recap. Of things you can't do at the dry hole bar. <laughs> no sleeping. Well, okay. No puking. No, no making out with dogs. Yeah. yeah. God, the um, rules just keep stacking up. But I've, I'm ordering like heavy duty stout, like like big girl tables, so that this will not be. <laughs> Have an you issue ever thought you'd be at a time of your life when you'd be sitting around with all serious thinking? We've got to get bigger tables so when chicks <laughs> dance on them, they don't break. I yeah. know. I mean, it really comes down to uh, safety issue. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I told Kelly we just need to have a set of scales on the floor, and that's. I mean, honestly, then there's places like that in Las yeah. Vegas. Uh, there's a place if you weigh over a certain amount, you I get heard free about food. That. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah, and you wear a hospital gown when you walk in. Yeah, there's also uh, Maria Benitas in uh, Del Rio, Texas. That uh, they have a scale before you get to the pole, and uh, if you weigh too much, you can't do the pole dance. And there's. <laughs> When you step See? on it, if you overdo the, the if you over, if you go over, it's got a digital readout with your with your pounds on it. But if you go over, it says too large. Find another way to disappoint your father. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. They just oof. which uh, that that place is not the classiest. Um, if you've ever been to Del Rio, Texas, during the George Paul Memorial bull riding, you've probably been there and wish you wouldn't have. That is awesome. <laughs> but uh, you know the the bar business. I mean, that's. Probably not do the pole thing, but no. you know, yeah, yeah. So heavy duty tables, yes. um, yep. anti puke floors. <laughs> you almost want to have just a drain for because bar floors get nasty. Yes, definitely. Have you had you anybody have a sign uh, that says uh, if you walk on your tab, you're going to get charged twenty percent or more if you're an asshole? So that is on, that is a written rule on the wall. <laughs> so uh, what's the uh, asshole ratio for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, the there's a, um, I had my great aunt Martha cross-stitch me um, a little plaque that says, please don't do cocaine in the bathroom. I, <laughs> I saw one of those. That is, those, those are one of the t- my two favorite ones of the crochet is the please don't do cocaine in the bathroom. And the other one, you're going to hate this, but the other one says, Jesus loves you, but everybody else thinks you're a cunt. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Yes. <laughs> if I your aunt that. has time to cross-stitch, that would be another yep. good one that I could contribute. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, But so do you, uh, we're in the Christmas season, so, and your bar is open daily. Yeah. So that's one other thing you can do. I mean, if you have a a sober driver (laughs) and uh, you don't dance on the table, puke on the floor, fall asleep. Buy a new shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You can drive over here. You can do all your Christmas shopping because like I said, there's, there's even toys for the kids. Like looking around, there's uh, 
for for the Western way of life, there's all kinds of awesome, like great gift ideas right here in the Osage. You can come for the day. You can eat breakfast across the street. Come over here, buy some hats and they boots have, and. They have Sex Panther. Yeah, it used to be right over there, the Sex Panther by Obion, <laughs> yeah. like on Anchorman. It's a real panther. How did you guys in? Okay, <laughs> side note. Yeah. How in the hell did you end up with Sex Panther cologne? Like, do you guys yeah. go somewhere and they're like, hey, would you like to carry Sex Panther yeah. cologne in your <laughs> yeah. Western store? Well, yes, I actually would. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it, you between snaffle bits, awesome breast collars, <laughs> real cowboy saddles, awesome boots, Sex Panther cologne. <laughs> like, we... When we opened, shop. honestly, we wanted a place where we wanted to shop. We didn't want a big box Western store, and we didn't want what you find in every other place. And at the very beginning, our reps were like, oh, this is Cavender's number one, or this is Boot Barn's number one. I was like, well, don't show us. We can't compete with them. We're we're little. We're It's me and Joey. That's it. I mean, we're the ones doing this. It's um, So we wanted the unique stuff. It didn't have to be this brand it if it's like it like we have a line of sweaters right now they're from canada and it's like wool and they're fleece line and it's like there's nothing western about that a guy could put that on with skinny jeans and whatever uh, loafers whatever skinny you know uh you know but it's like but or the guy can wear that with a wild rag and a cowboy hat and he's gonna look badass so that's what we wanted and that's was that was what i wanted for the ladies as well drives me crazy when people come in and they go oh i don't like western it's like well shop like this isn't western clothing it's yes you can wear it with boots but you could also wear it with it's a vans or you could it's wear a very it with, it's yeah. a very good mix boutique versus real cowboy shit you know yeah it, it's not awkward like the uh it's not weird in that you're, you're not going from one and then all of a sudden well you walk into the other room and it's a whole different thing it's all kind of it's all kind of themed together um for sure nice and that is that is what makes it special. And nine years in, like, uh, just looking around here, ball caps, um, just I mean, are those cool? You got tumblers oh, yeah. over there. The flask cap. Flask. Uh, yeah, I mean, just about anything that that you would want, uh, besides just hats. And there is a ton of hats. And the good thing I like about Joey shaping hats is you actually know what you're doing. It's not like. <laughs> he does do a good job. Yeah, he, I keep him around. That's I. That's why I only want to have my hats shaped here and it's been a hard year because uh i've smashed more hats this year <laughs> than i've i've smashed in the past being a barrel man i i have a horrible horrible um reflex of throwing hats before the bull hits me and so uh my new res- uh resistle hats my new sponsor has been great yeah you got to throw the fake they they give me three straw hats to start off the summer with well, I got a little bit in the old booze, and I gave one hat to my dad because my dad had a terrible hat. <laughs> He's still rocking the old school Bangora, like the pre-shaped. You yes. get it in Flying J. So I was like, damn it, dude, let me hear. So I gave him a hat, and Ash's like, why'd you, why'd you give him a hat? I'm like, I got two more. Then like two weeks later, Smash City. Destroyed. <laughs> Excuse me. Smashed my good hat. Uh. I threw it at a bull. The bull didn't step on it. The bull hits the barrel, rolls it over. So I'm down to one hat, and then well, towards the end, you gave your dad a hat. You had two other like ones that were more his shape. Yeah, so it's hat, but... Ashley. You're not on the show. Anyhow, <laughs> I made a mistake, and I. Yeah, she she's like Justin. You have to these hats have to last all summer, and I think what I make it to June. So uh, yeah, so it's it's 
the people at Resistar were like, hey, uh, do you want us to shape your hat? I'm like, no, no. I don't. <laughs> I only get it shaped by Joey at Osage Outfitters. I will not have you shape. <laughs> I will not have you touch my beautiful hat. I want to go to a place where I can throw up, fall asleep, and dance on tables. <laughs> Right here. And look the, good doing it. That's look right. good doing it. But like there's there's women hats too for all you ladies out there listening. And and from our analytics, we have found out over the last year, we are getting a lot more ladies listening. So girls, uh, there's awesome hats and you can do the burning thing. The, yeah. yeah the awesome artistry. And like I said, if you're listening, uh, when this comes out, um, be sure to go to our Instagram at uh, rumpchat. We will have a, a video and, and some of the cool stuff to do your Christmas shopping over in Posca, but you got into the burning, uh, which is pretty dang cool, really. Yeah, the the burning, it kind of took off, um, I guess, a little over a year ago. We had some girls come in that they were, there's one company that uh, is known for, a, it's a little burn mark, it's a brand on a hat. We didn't, we don't carry them, I can't shape them, you know, so there's, it's not as much fun if you don't get to sit here. And Are they made of pure beaver? Is that why you can't shave no, them? Pure beaver. The pure beaver's wool. still alive and you can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, this girl was dead set on this hat. She had a picture of it. and I kept asking her. I told her, you know, I could make it. I'll make you a hat that looks like it. And she, no. I, I finally asked her, what is it about the one in the picture? And she said, I want the horseshoe on it. I was like, well, I can. Hell, I'll burn a horseshoe in it. Which I didn't know if I could or not. Is that like a Charlie One Horse hat? Yeah, that's right. Yep. I can say that. I mean, it's real shit. Yeah. And huh? I think Resistar is partnered with Charlie One Horse. Well, I don't know if they are not. But yeah. <laughs> I like my hats. Nothing, I don't know about Charlie One Horse hats, yeah, but I like. I say nothing wrong. We just, I didn't have it. Right. So I told her I could do it. And sure enough, she bites. Well, I didn't know if I could or not. So I was back there trying to bend a hanger around and, you know, wasn't working. And then I thought, well hell i can draw it on there and burn it so that started it and now we do like the initials or people we do a ton of initials people want um and actually a bunch of the movie people got joey drew osage county and then put a star where pahuska was like it's he did a phenomenal job but uh but he can do like the velvet bands like the velvet ribbons those look great um he can because i like wearing a hat but it's like i i'm i'm not gonna wear a hat that looks like a cowgirl hat. I'm like I'm not going out and roping in it. I'm I'm wearing a fur coat and drinking coffee in my hat. So it was like, but and I want you, a fashion hat. Yeah. I want a hat that looks good. Um, and we've got some really. He does a good job and and there, there a are lot of fun a lot of the match. lot of awesome girl hats. Yeah. My my little girls wanted a pink hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're buying their good rodeo hats. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the uh, that that definitely adds another a whole other flavor to to what you can do here with with all your the different hats i'm looking at them and they're all they're all not shaped and that's cool like because uh and i i think it was your other guy was working here that somebody came in here that didn't know about cowboy hats and these are all just not shaped hats they're round top and they're perfectly flat they're open canvases and this guy's like i ain't gonna buy a hat from there they're all shaped the same yeah. like, like yeah. hey bro you know is yeah. it boss hog is that who or yeah. bo- uh, Boss Cartwright or Hoss Cartwright, Hoss yeah, Cartwright. The, the one Hoss we hear. That's my that's my guy. He sideburns and yep. kind of looks the same, Hossy. Yeah, we do. You know, like I said before, it got where there's so many more tourists. Um, I mean, the guys that wear the hats or girls that wear hats, they know you can crease them. But a lot of the tourists that are coming from God, all, all over the country California, and out of country. Florida, Louisiana, yeah, New York. I mean, it's, it's never, seriously, you never know who's going to walk through the door. That's right. Yeah, Scheidler. 
Yeah, they didn't know you could crease them. So we get that a lot. Um, I had a lady the other day, which was pretty funny. I was standing back here, and before, you know, nobody ever took pictures of me shaping a hat because it was all people around here they'd seen it. Well, now it's it's a lot. People want to. It's an art. Take a picture or video or whatever, and and uh, I wasn't even paying attention. I was shaping a hat for these guys, and this lady was over there videoing, and she was an older lady, and she asked a million questions, like just a million questions, which is fine, and. Finally, she said, because that steam's rolling out of that steamer, and she said, wow, that's like getting a facial every day. That's got to be good for your skin. And I said, well, I don't I don't know anything about facials, but I'm 65. I guess it's working right. <laughs> and it went, man, it went right over her head. But her friend just dies laughing. <laughs> so somewhere you, there's a video do, floating. Now out. that you say that, Joe, you do look very vibrant. Kind of glowing, yeah. Uh, there's one more thing as we kind of wrapping up here. Um, speaking of boutique and uh, looking good, you know, one other thing you might think about carrying in the future is a manscaped. Oh, yeah, oh. great idea. Yeah, it's not it's not just for uh, for other areas. You can use it actually. You can use it on Joe. You got a mustache. You yeah. need to trim that up. You can <laughs> trim up your mustache, your we ears. Put it right next to the Sex Panther. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it is a beauty tool. <laughs> And uh, it, Manscaped, for Christmas, if you want to order, you can go to manscaped.com and enter the code RUMPCHAT20 to receive 20% off and free shipping. Nice. RUMPCHAT20 on uh, on that. So uh, don't forget, maybe uh, maybe in the future, when you – actually, you know what? We're not even going to say it. When you come, everybody out there listening that, that is going to come to Osage Outfitters to do your shopping, ask Joey and Callie, where are your Manscaped? Where are the Manscaped? Manscaped 2.0 <laughs> lawnmower. We want to look good. We want to fill – we want a new hat, and we want to trim our our ears and our eyelashes. <laughs> and this podcast and get an additional 5% yeah. Mention this, and uh, Joey will shape your hat for a small fee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, man, just what a great day to to come over here to Pawlaska, one of the, my favorite places in the world, and I'm not just saying that. To come over here to a Western store that's actually a Western store in the heart of Pawlaska, Oklahoma with uh, two great people, the Dry Hollow Bar and the uh, fabulous, fabulous Osage Outfitters of Pawaska. So be sure to make your plans to come over here as your Christmas shop. And they've even got toys for the kids. I've got a set of those panels from the little toy maker that costs as much as a real panel. But uh, (laughs) everything else is very reasonably priced. So Joey and Callie, thank you for letting me crash your business today. Oh, and man, uh, for coming over. Oh yeah, always awesome. good to see you. Guys. On behalf of Hambone and myself at Rump Chat, we just want to say thank you, everybody out there. Keep on rocking. Thank you, Pete Car Rodeo, Pendleton Whiskey, Gold Buckle Beer, and make your next one a Gold Buckle. And uh, we'll be seeing you guys underneath the old Christmas tree. Until next time, everybody. <laughs> Mom got drunk. sister brought her new boyfriend he was a Mexican we didn't know what to think of him tell us I